If you sang those songs from your heart, and you meant the words that you were singing, then you are well on your way for making a defense for the gospel of the hope that lies within you. I mentioned this morning in the auditorium class as we were studying out of Galatians chapter 2 that with the background of Peter, the understanding of his ups and downs through the ministry of Jesus, his ups and downs as an apostle of Christ and the preaching of the gospel, it makes you deeply appreciate more as you get over to First and Second Peter, that as he closes out his life, the hope that he has and the defense that he has for the gospel of Jesus Christ and trying to encourage us to be faithful to God along the way. We read over in 1 Peter, the third chapter, starting in verse 13 down through 17. Who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, with meekness and fear having a good conscience, that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. For it is better, if it is the will of God, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. I was thinking... As we were singing, number 538, he knows just what I need. In the second stanza, he lifts me up when I'm sinking and brings me joy beyond compare. And I was thinking as we were singing the song of how true that is. Why we have a hope. It's why we're willing to endure the afflictions, the misunderstandings, and the persecution that may come our way as a result of being that child of God. Because we have a joy that is beyond compare. And I was thinking as we were singing the song, I remember four occasions, or five, four occasions in my life that have brought me great joy. One is when I looked down the church aisle and saw my bride standing there, ready to walk that aisle to become my wife. Three other occasions when I was able to be in the delivery room to watch our three children be born. 
But it's the fifth occasion that outshines them all. That was on a dark, stormy night. After hearing the gospel preached, walking away and realizing that if I did not obey the gospel that night, I more than likely never would. So I went back and was baptized into Christ for the remission of my sins. That's a glorious day. That outshines anything in this world. I love my wife dearly. I cherish my children. But in comparison of having a joy that is beyond comparison, eternity with God, there is no match. What enables us to stand for what is right, to be able to go on, this world will change. One of these children have already gone on to, to her reward at almost age six. And death will follow the rest of it in time. But the hope of heaven will not disappear. The hope of heaven one day will become a reality. And because of what Peter is saying, you may have to suffer for Christ's sake. And you may be called on to give a defense for that hope that lies within you. And it's not just the fact that he's changed a life. It's not just the fact that he enables you to deal with various situations that come our way in the world in which we live. To be able to live in society. To be able to be distinct enough that you're noticed, sometimes persecuted. But it's knowing that your sins have been washed away in the blood of the Lamb. And God remembers them no more. That he will be able to one day complete what he planned so long ago. Come to receive the faithful for a home prepared for them in heaven. But it's not always easy. And that's what James or that's what uh, Peter is talking about as he writes to us. We can expect persecution to come our way if that be the case. Go back to chapter 1 of 1 Peter. And you look at verse 6. And this you rejoice great, greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while you need if need be you have been grieved by various trials. That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to the praise, the honor, and the glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Again, to 
for us as children of God to be able to make that distinction, to be able to make that separation in our heart and in our mind. We may be grieved by various trials. It talks about being more precious than gold, though it is retested by fire. That process is not a pleasant process. To remove the impurities in gold, the fire has to be intense. And sometimes to remove the impurities from our life, the testing has to be intense. The testing through the various trials is to get to the heart of the matter. And what do you put your trust? And what do you put your hope? And where do you draw your strength? We have that tendency as human beings to desire to do all of that within ourselves. I can figure it out. I can stand up to the, the, the fiery trial. And we'll get through it. But it has to go deeper than that. It has to go to, Lord, my life is in your hands. I know not the way to go. Or how to handle the problem. But I do trust you. And there are various trials. And at times they they seem to be never ending. We see that in the physical realm. We understand that by simply looking around and physically around us and see what's going on. We see the the brevity of life. We see the horror of how some lives are taken. We see the injustice of life being taken. We see the uncertainty in our society and what is taking place even now with the economy and whatever else may be out there. Do we have an anchor that keeps the soul? Do we have that anchor that sees us through the rough waters and the difficult times and helps us to put it in a perspective that it's only temporary regardless of the length of time. It is only temporary. Can I give that hope to be able to tell the world, listen, Without a doubt, we each know there is a physical death coming. Doesn't matter when, but we all know that it's coming. We each know, a believer or not, we each know that there are ups and downs in life. But do we know what is at the end?
The world at times needs to need to read the book of Ecclesiastes. But most times they will not take the time to read that. To catch a glimpse of what keeps you going. It's not that I'm hoping to see better days. not hoping to see more good days and bad days. Sometimes what you think is a bad day, in comparison to what may come tomorrow, today may be a good day. And not as bad as we thought it was. But that's not it. He knows just what I need. And that's a, that's a comforting thought. It's a strengthening thought. He knows just what I need. Which means he has not abandoned me. He has not left me. I'm not on my own. He's left me examples to follow in his steps. If I will just but follow in those steps. I just walk hand in hand with Jesus. I put my faith, my trust there. To be able to say, it's only temporary. It's a short ride. And as a child of God, do we not long for home? Is that not our intense desire is to be home? For those who have traveled in the physical world, you know what it's like to be away from home, wherever home may be. I've mentioned before individuals I've known that when they've gone on vacation, that the individual was ready to go home by the time the car got out of the driveway. She wanted to be back home. But is that, do we understand where home is? Do we have that longing to be there? Do we understand the Hebrew writer? We're just pilgrims and strangers here. And do we draw that comfort from the scripture? There is a city that God has prepared for his people. And in that city that God has prepared for his people, God is not ashamed to be called our God. And so the question, are we ashamed to be called his children? Was this that that statement that he is not ashamed to be called our God? These are my children. Remember his statement to Job? Remember what Job Job got to go through? But just to hear that thought, have you considered my servant Job? Ah, faithful. Hates what's evil. and Does what's right. And God's not ashamed. That's what he lays down before us. That's one of the scriptures that are to give us hope. One of the scriptures to give us challenge. To read through Job, to consider all that he had to go through and was going through, and to consider how, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. I don't know what God has in store. 
Again, it goes back to the fact that though he slay me, I'm going to lose the physical life somewhere down through time. Does it matter how? Does it matter where? If I'm faithful to him. That's what Peter's bringing out. There may be that various trials, the testing of your your faith, that you may be found to the praise. Listen again, to the praise, the honor, and the glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Go over to chapter 4 of 1 Peter. And you drop down to verse 12. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the, the fiery trial, which is to try us, as though some strange thing happened to you. Don't think it's strange. And again, it's not described as a trial. It's described as a fiery trial. You talk to individuals and some of those who have been can tell you it's not fun. It's not pleasant. Not something to be desired. To be burned with fire. It's painful and it hurts. One of my sisters, when she was younger, when you live in a house where the main source of heat is a, a stove, wood stove, was on a cold winter day, we had backed up to the stove to get warm and did not realize that her robe had caught fire. They got it out, but she has some scars that she carried for the rest of her life. you know, as life went on, they were just scars. The memory wasn't there. I mean, the memory was there, but that's not a dominant thought. Or what's not a dominant thought in her life. Fiery trials are there. They're hard. But they pass. And if they do not pass here, They pass when we pass, and they're over with, and there's a reward. Be ready to give a defense for that hope that lies within you. Why do you believe what you believe? Why are you here? Why are you willing to make those sacrifices, to lay aside the, the claims of the world, And the world really does not understand why you are not caught up in the things that they're caught up into. It does not matter what it is. Anybody who is caught up into something, a fanatic about it, we might call an individual. They may not understand why you are not as enthusiastic about it as they are. But can you tell them why you're as enthusiastic as you are? about Christ, forgiveness, and a hope for eternal life along the way. Go to chapter 5. Remind yourself, 
verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because you have an adversary, the devil, who walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same suffering are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after, after you have suffered for a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. We fight a battle, Satan, real. He's seeking to destroy us. And we must resist him. And you do that being steadfast in the faith. I know in whom I believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. I believe the words of Jesus that says, I will come again to receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. There is no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above what you're able to bear. But with every temptation, will provide a way of escape. I've seen the faithfulness of God in a world that he has created. It stands true. There is no variation in it. In the absolute sense, it is what it is. You can count on it. Grew up on the ocean. Read those tide schedules. I knew when the high tide was and when the low tide was. You could count on it. When it got low tide, we was out there hunting around, looking around for seashells and whatever else. But we also knew when the high tide come in, you had, not be, you had better not be in a place where you were blocked in. The coastline goes in and out, in and out, in and out. And if you got someplace where you were in a cove and the high tide hit, you had problems. I see the faithfulness of God in his creation. I see the faithfulness of God in his word. And Lord, help us see the faithfulness that we see in each other. We're his. We're his. You have a reason to have a hope that you can give an answer for of why you are a child of the living God. Rejoice 
and be glad in it. No greater life than that of a child of God. question would be, are you coming to Jesus? Are you making that distinction? Are you coming to Jesus? He's the only one that gives purpose to life. The physical life and all its relationships are tremendous, enriching, and grateful for every one of them. But that spiritual life, ah, there is no comparison. If your life is not where it needs to be and you need to make a change in your life, and if we could assist you, if we could help you in any way, then indeed we bid you to come as together we stand and sing.